Hello, and welcome to Michael's Record Collection, episode number 60. This week, I'm talking with Ben Montgomery. He's been on the show before. This, he's the first repeat guest on Michael's Record Collection. And Ben is from the absolutely excellent Records Revisited podcast. Both he and I separately went to see The Who recently on their The Who Hits Back tour. We had to drive over to Tampa for that. We both live in the Orlando area. I invited Ben on because I wanted to talk to him about, not only about the show itself, but going to see The Who, but I also wanted to find out what does he do in terms of how he listens to music when he's got a when he's got a concert coming up does does ben do what i do do we do the same thing do we have the same ritual for for different bands that maybe bands that we've seen one time and we haven't seen at all i just wanted to get into that so ben and i talked a little bit about that we talked a little bit about the who concert itself uh, that we saw and uh, we had a good time it's a good chat and i hope you enjoy it before we get started i wanted to remind you that uh, i'd love to hear from you please write to me at michaelsrecordcollection at gmail.com and you can follow me on twitter at mike's records there's not enough twitter characters for the whole thing so it's at mike's records but it's michael's record collection on facebook youtube and instagram and you can visit michaelsrecordcollection.com and it tells you right there on the website how to sign up for the free michael's record collection newsletter and also, uh, it takes you to my Patreon in case you want to uh, see what different levels of value you can get for supporting this independent podcast. With all of that out of the way, let's talk to Ben Montgomery about The Who and about how seeing concerts affects his listening habits. Here we go. Welcome to Michael's Record Collection. I'm very happy to be joined for this episode by... My first ever repeat guest, Ben Montgomery from Records Revisited, is back in the house. We're going to be talking about concert going and how it affects our uh, listening habits. Uh, ben, thanks for coming back on the show. Thanks for having me. So you and I went to see The Who recently. It was um, my first time. Uh, was it also your first time seeing The Who? That was my first time as well. I think I, I was pretty vocal about it where I'm like, I I was, I was would not consider myself a big Who fan until about the last five years. Um, I didn't hate them. Like if they were playing on the, the classic rock station, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change it. It's just... Uh, they didn't they just never completely connected with me and i'm not even sure when i kind of turned the page on that but um i just kind of felt like um I, i'm feeling i'm feeling more and more these days with people who we grew up listening to who are unfortunately passing that i feel more of a sense of urgency to to see some of these bands before they go and so this was uh this was definitely one of those where i'm like i i gotta knock this off my bucket list yeah it's funny because you're saying a lot of the things that resonate with me i was a, I knew people growing up who were huge into the who but for yeah. me it was like just enough to hear baba o'reilly or who are you come on the radio that was that was fine um, did did you feel like cuz you were about the same age. So, did you feel like back in the day it was like you had to pick you had to pick a camp. Like there was the there was the 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 Beatles camp and then there was like the 
the other camp. So there was a smaller camp for like the doors, which don't get me started on the doors. Can't stand them. Never have <laughs> liked them. I've tried again. Just, I just don't, I just don't enjoy Jim Morrison at all, but there was the Led Zeppelin camp, which I definitely belong to. Uh, I was firmly in, entrenched in that, but there was also a smaller little group that they were like, no, the who is the best band to, to come from, from Britain in, in that time period. And I felt like you had to, you kind of had to pick a side back then. Maybe, maybe it was just where I grew up, but I, I kind of felt like we're, we're, where it's like, well, I like Zeppelin. <laughs> yeah, I think there was some of that, but I also think that I kind of marched to my own drummer where a lot of that was concerned. I had a really big chip on my shoulder when I was young about now. What's what what is good now? I don't care what was good in 1968. I want to know what's good now. I was always looking for had a little bit thing. of that. Yeah, I had a little bit of that. So I was a child of the mid to late 70s and on into the early 80s. That's kind of where my jam was. And while my friends were telling me how great the Doors or the Who or Led Zeppelin were or the Rolling Stones, I was like, yeah, whatever. I'm listening to Sticks, or I'm listening to Super Tramp, or I'm listening yeah. to Men at Work, you know, when the 80s came and that kind of thing. And and MTV even, I think, made that worse for me in some respects, because there was this, there was music being piped in from all over the world. And it was like, wow, there's just so much out there. I don't, I don't, I can hear this stuff on the radio any hour of any day. So. Yeah. And I, I wonder, I wonder if the Who from that time period also kind of turned me off as well because watching for instance tommy it's bizarre <laughs> and so the 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 few clips that mtv would play early on I, I, if i remember correctly and maybe maybe this is revisionist history on my part but i f i felt like they did take some clips off of tommy and play those on MTV in their early days. Yes. And and I just didn't I didn't connect with those where I'm just like when are you playing the next Duran Duran video? Like don't give me this who stuff. Let's let's <laughs> I want to see Pat Benatar. Yeah. Give me another Pat Benatar video. There you go. So I was like that and I didn't want to hear The Doors or or Led Zeppelin. I didn't get into Led Zeppelin until Napster. When Napster oh, came out, okay. I downloaded all their albums, listened to them, thought they were great, and went out and bought them all. <laughs> there you go. Um, and I, I sort of, I've gone back in time, you know, as, as I've gotten older and I've revisited. I've got, you know, everything the Beatles have done now, the Zeppelin, and and yeah. the Who was still a very big holdout for me. I didn't buy my first Who CD until probably just a few years ago. Who's next is is my favorite. It's it's good from start to finish, and I've yeah. I've listened to them, you know, since the streaming services have come out. And I don't love everything The Who has done, but I, I do like a lot of them enough to say that I like The Who. And when the, the tickets were put on sale, I was like, well, I'd kind of like to see them before, you know, they stop touring. So let me let me see how much money this is, because I, I had already I had already gone through, um, you know, local uh, concerts were going on sale for Elton John and things like that. And, and just tickets were crazy, Yeah, but the tickets were actually reasonable. So I said, yeah, I'll go see the who. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I, um, 
I'm trying, I'm trying to unpack everything that you just said. Led Zeppelin for me was uh, definitely a band that I had everything of back in the day. The Who, I'm trying to remember my first Who album. I think it was a greatest hits compilation that a friend of mine gave me it for my birthday or something like that. Or he had an extra one, something, something to that effect. And um, then I, I, it made me laugh because I also got a copy of it i was managing a record store at the time and got a copy of that so i had two copies of this who's compilation and this was like you know mid to late 90s for for this compilation the who for me has always been more of a greatest hits band Mm -hmm. as opposed to a band that i'm like okay now i'm gonna go listen to you know you know, pick, pick a record, um, outside of who's, who's next. Cause I, I do agree with you. Who's next is, is fantastic. Shameless plug. We've done an episode on that. Uh, we did that with, uh, Mark Bryan from Hootie and the Blowfish. Nice. And, and that album is great, but the, I'll probably get, I'll probably get some flack when I say this. <laughs> I've listened to hooligans. It's okay. I've listened to by numbers. It's okay. But you put all of those, the, the, the main hits off of those albums and you put it together in a compilation, that compilation kicks ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't disagree with anything you're saying. I think that, that there are probably, you know, there are big time who fans out there that are now gnashing their teeth and <laughs> rending their garments and that kind of thing. Yeah, but, don't don't at me. That's that's yeah. that's what I always say on the podcast. <laughs> I'm like, unpopular. Don't at me. I get it. I get yeah. it. Yeah, I I understand why they're big and I I get their appeal. It's just like you though that I I go deeper into an album and I'm like, no, yeah, I'm fine with fine with the hits. You know, yeah. for the most part, there's there's not a lot of deep tracks that I get into, and um. You know, but I don't hate any of this stuff. I mean, I don't, I don't think that I've come across anything that I didn't like. I, I think years ago, I think I listened to the Who sell out and I was like, what am I even listening to? And um, <laughs> and so that kind of it kind of pushed them back off my radar for a bit. But uh, yeah. I'm 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 trying to go back through everything and, and be thorough. And uh, they have a lot of albums and uh I do have a lot of albums. It's it takes yeah. a, a lot of uh, a lot of digesting, uh, but I, you know, I I, th- I saw this was an opportunity to go see them, even though it was out of town for both of us. We had to go over to Tampa. Yep. And um, I wanted to ask you about your concert habits. So your 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 show day. Do you have yeah. a ritual on show day? Do you kind of wing it? No, not really. I don't. I don't have a ritual anymore. I, depending on the band, I will go back and, and revisit their discography. That'll, that really depends on who the band I'm going to see. So, so for instance, um, we're, we're doing a sidecast. That's what we're calling it. We're doing a sidecast of all the, the Foo Fighters records. Mm-hmm. That started because I was supposed to go see them in North Carolina for my birthday in a All couple right. weeks. And uh, I, that's what I always did when I went and saw Foo Fighters was I just 
went and listened to every record and kind of got reacclimated. I don't do that for every band that I that I go see. Um, I mean, I'll I'll revisit songs that I know that I'm going to to hear. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I saw Sponge. They were at the social. Um, I listened to the first couple albums and then i would go and look at i looked at their set lists from from previous concerts and kind of got an idea of how many songs that they were playing off of other albums that i didn't know so again getting some familiarity with it um and then there's just some bands that i i just want to go see i'm not necessarily a huge fan of them but um you know tickets are cheap or you know i one of the things that we get sometimes as podcasters is we get comp tickets and um you know i'm like sure i'll go (laughs) see g love on your dime sure no problem (laughs) doesn't always mean that i'm going to go back and listen and like go through their entire discography so it it's case by case i think Okay. And is there a, is there a time when that starts to ramp up? Is it just day of show or is it the week before the show? I think it also kind of depends on if it's first time me seeing them. Um, so two weeks ago, OMD came here to Orlando first time I'd ever seen them live. So I did kind of ramp it up a little bit prior to seeing them just because i'm like i know all the hits like the and their greatest hit compilation is like one of my favorite greatest hits albums it's just fantastic from start to finish and then i started looking at some of their set lists i'm like oh shit they're playing a (laughs) bunch of like deep tracks that i just that are not on the the greatest hit so now i gotta go I got to go listen to, to, to some of those. And, and that I, I probably listened to an album a day of theirs um, for about a week leading up to it because they did have a lot of dis discography as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's case by case. Yeah. I I'm like that too. My typically, if I'm not seeing another show in close proximity, I'll probably play an album a day you know, for however many days leading up to it. for the who this time out i was i was originally supposed to be seeing three shows that week and ended up being two because covid canceled one of them but um yeah i figured i'm not going to just overindulge in the who so it was the day of show 
and I just uh, I went in and worked a half day. And I said, all right, um, let me familiarize myself with some of these albums. And I listened to uh, Who by Numbers and um, I think uh, Who Are You and a few others. Just a few, just to get a taste. I figured they're going to be playing mostly pretty well-known songs on a tour like this. Yeah, which you, you're, you're, I'm looking at the set list. So Who by Numbers, they only did Imagine a Man. What was the other one that you said? Who um, Are You? Who Are You? So they only did the title track for that one. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So this tour, I did, I did cheat a little bit day of, I did look at the set list. I know you and I texted back and forth of, mm -hmm. you know, I was like, Hey, did you look at the set list? And you're like, no, I want to be surprised. I'm like, all right. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Um, but I did, you know, I did look and saw that they, they, they started, they started the the concert with six songs off of Tommy. So I did go and listen to Tommy the day before. Mm -hmm. um, they also played five songs off of Quadrophenia um, in the latter half of the, of the concert. So again, I listened to Quadrophenia, which you don't have to twist my arm too hard to listen to Quadrophenia because I really, I really do dig, dig that album, yeah. even though it's um, long at times. So my bad, I probably should have mentioned that there would be who spoilers for this show. Um, so if you, you know what, it... they're out there on the interwebs. <laughs> right. You can, you can, right. we'll, we'll spoil them if, or you can just go spoil yourself. Yeah. Typically I will look up, especially if I've seen the band before, I will look up a set list and see what they're, what they're kind of concentrating yeah. on. Uh, in this case, I thought I'm going to see them for the first time. I don't know if I'm going to see them again. If I look at the set list and there's some songs missing that I want to hear, I'm going to, it might change my frame of mind going into the show. And I didn't want that. So yeah. that's why I, I didn't in this particular instance. And um, I think they played pretty much most of the songs that I would have wanted them to play. I don't, the only one they left out was one I kind of doubted they would play anyway, which is another tricky day. Um, yeah. But um, you weren't going to get that. No, that's a little deeper. That's a little <laughs> deeper. Um, but I like that one. And I thought that's probably not going to happen. But um, I want to, you know, if I if I looked and there was like no uh, love rain or me or something like that, I would be yeah. like, oh, come on. Um, but so I didn't do that. I just listened to a few few albums. I went over. Well, and... I was I was super excited because when I looked at the set list, I'm like, Okay, they're playing this song. Should we just spoil alert for people? I mean, they can go look at set list. Yeah, but I was. If you like, don't want to hear this. It's probably a good yeah, time yeah. to to just save this podcast and come back to it after you see the show. Right. right. <laughs> so, so my favorite Who song, bar none, is "Love Rain Over Me." Mm -hmm. They played that second to last. Second, second, my second favorite song is "Baba." They played that. They played that last. Yeah, which you I kind of think you knew you knew they were going to to play those but um i love eminence front they played that yep. as well that was um, one that i one of my top three probably yep
and you better you bet i wanted to hear that mm-hmm. and substitute and they really played my favorite sort of earlier song from them which is i can see for miles yeah yeah and so i was happy about well that. they kind of played that they played a, a, a good <laughs> chunk of it before uh should, should we talk should we talk about that yeah let, but before <laughs> we get to that why don't we start with what you do on on show day do you like to get to the uh theater arena stadium early before doors open what's your what's your approach so the approach that i have for bigger shows is i try and go a little bit early because i i know what the 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 secret is and the secret is is so you and i had pretty crappy seats you you and i were in what section 310 but you know there were how much do we pay for tickets like 45 50 bucks yeah not bad not bad but we came early because i'm like i looked on ticketmaster about a week week out and saw that there was still a bunch of tickets still available and so i'm like all right i don't know if this is going to happen or not but we're going to go early enough that if they're if they're upgrading us we're going to be in position for that and so we we're walking around the section and sure enough there's somebody out there with a whole bunch of tickets and um we just walked right up to him and we're like what do you got (laughs) yeah you were kind enough to uh, to text me and he's like, uh, and he's like, I got section 112. I'm like, done. I'll trade you tickets. Um, and then I, I got on the horn with you. I'm like, and so I, I called you and I'm like, Hey, somebody that is out on like section 314 or whatever, mm-hmm. go find him, get the upgrade. So you, you guys got the upgrade as well. Yeah. So we got up there and the great thing was you nowadays, you really don't get a ticket you just get the little thing from Ticketmaster emailed to you. But yeah, the guy upgrading us, he gave us paper that's, tickets. That's right. Little souvenir. That's right. Yeah. So that's cool. And, um, you know, he, I, I, I went up there and I was looking for him and I found him and I said, are you the guy? He goes, yeah, I'm the guy. <laughs> so I said, uh, he goes, where are you sitting? I said, well, hopefully, uh, hopefully I'm sitting in a better place than uh, Section 310. And uh, he said he had some tickets and he would take a look. And then I asked you where you were sitting and you told me. And uh, he said, yeah, I think I can get you in that section. And we had an odd number. We had three of us. Yeah. So um, my my buddy Jerry's uh, wife was in the bathroom. He says, how many is three? Um, can you get us in that section 112? And he said, yeah, I can get you in the, in the general area of your friends. Uh, but you're going to be way in front of them. And I said, I'm, I'm okay with that. I, I honestly think cause, <laughs> cause we were kind of off to a, a corner. Um, I think that we had a little bit better vantage point than, than you all, you guys were a little, little close to the, the, um, the, the floor. So mm-hmm. yeah, you were like, Hey, there's some seats up here, you know, close to us. And we we're like, yeah, that would actually require us to get up too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I understand. I understand. And we were and we were in the middle of of, you know, a row. So we were we were like two seats from the end and the the people that were sitting at the end were a little bit bigger than us. And so that would have required them to actually get up and move, get up and move. And we're just like, ah, 
forget. Yeah, I was a little surprised and that that the sales were not very robust for the show. In fact, the, the row in front of us and the row behind us were empty. Yeah, and uh, I was talking to one of our listeners because he's like, uh, you know, I posted a video. Um, I didn't take a whole lot of video that night, but I did post a video of one of the one of the songs and he's like they still sound really good i'm like yeah and the orchestra was like top notch like really good yeah um and, and don't like definitely go and he's like there's still a bunch of bunch of tickets still left for boston i was like there was a lot of tickets left for tampa as well i said just buy a crappy seat and just go find a guy because they'll upgrade you if there's a bunch of seats still on you know lower section you'll you'll get the upgrade maybe i shouldn't be telling people this because now they're <laughs> going to start coming to the 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 shows that i go to early and get yeah. the get the the better tickets then giving you all this giving all your secrets away i am a little bit yeah but it was it was nice to to get that right off the bat it's like oh these are we're gonna be up in the nosebleeds but then we got to you know a much better location and have you sat up there before at amelie i haven't sat up there in that arena i've sat in similar sections in other arenas that are not terribly different but i yeah. think that i think that other arenas are more steep than amelie is so yeah so i sat up there for i'm trying to remember i think i sat up there for bon jovi and the acoustics were just garbage so yeah we we did getting that upgrade was like really important because you know with a band like the who where you want to experience the you know everything that's going on with their their sound it was really important to to get that lower lower bowl seat so mm -hmm. i was glad that we both got that somehow it had escaped my notice in the purchasing of the tickets and anything that i'd heard about the show ahead of time or maybe i had just forgotten in my old age i was taken by surprise that there was an orchestra <laughs> uh you know what it was a surprise to me as well I, but i found that out you know, a couple days prior when I was looking at set lists for Jacksonville and mm -hmm. uh, West Palm or so West Palm or Miami or yeah. I don't know. One, yeah, one of the I, th I think they started south. Yeah. And it said with with orchestra and then there's a small section where it's just the band only. And I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, all right. Well, that's that's a nice, nice surprise. I like yeah. it. So I love it. If an orchestra is properly integrated with a rock band, it adds so much depth and texture to the music. And for I sure. I thought they did a great job for The Who. And that that violin player was extremely talented and really captivating. And beautiful. Yes. Yeah. That's what I that's captivating was my code yeah. word. Yes. <laughs> she was very easy on the eyes. For yes. Sure. Yes. 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 And they kept I wondered why they kept showing her like when they when they had the low view of the orchestra, they kept the camera was on her, but she was actually, you know, the featured performer. So it made right. sense toward the end of the show. Kate, Katie Jacoby. Yeah. Yes. She was great. Yeah. Um, and the cello player was great as well. Yes. Yeah. Uh, what was her name? I've got it written down here. Um, Audrey, Audrey Snyder. Yeah. So a little shout out. 
Yes. Don't cry. Don't raise your eyes. It's so. I thought that the show was, you know, it wasn't a perfect show. Uh, you, you and I started to touch on uh, Roger having monitor issues during. Um, I can see pretty much, miles. pretty much the entire. I could, I could see that he was fidgeting with them during the early, the early portion. Mm-hmm. Um, Eminence front, he was kind of, he was kind of tugging at, uh, at one of the the ears. Um, and then I want to say it was joined together where we, he was also kind of fidgeting, mm-hmm. um, couple songs later they do, I can see for miles and, um, he's on the guitar at that point and they get what about halfway through. Yeah. And, um, he came in early at some point with some vocals that weren't yeah. up yet. And that's when you could tell, yeah, it's kind of gone to hell right here. Yeah. And, uh, and and Pete Pete kind of gives him a little bit of uh you know probably a, a little bit of a stink eye or said something to him and Roger got kind of pissy at that point <laughs> yeah um and they stopped the show so they could get the equipment fixed and uh, yeah I think it was pretty good from that point on and well did 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 we want to talk about Naked Eye yes we do <laughs> okay so um so in previous concerts um after i can see for miles they would do won't get fooled again they would do mm-hmm. an acoustic version, acoustic version yep. for this one there was somebody in the front row who we couldn't see but pete was pissed off because they must have been yelling out a request and he's like we don't effing do requests yeah. like like i i appreciate you coming to all my shows he's like my the ferrari that's in my driveway is because of you and i mean and so he was kind of being a dick yeah um yeah. and at that point roger and pete were going back and forth and he's like well we going to play this and he's like how about we play naked eye and he's like seriously after that after i just got done with that <laughs> you know and, he, and so you could tell that roger was like well this is my way of getting back at you for saying bad things about me screwing up i can see for miles <laughs> so it was it was fun to watch the um the the the, the old rockers up there kind of sparring still yeah um so that was that was kind of fun to to watch me and paul were were kind of discussing this afterwards so i was like that was kind of the highlight for me like <laughs> when you go off script a little bit I, I i like it i like it yeah 
It all looks fine to the naked eye, but it was good and it was really it was really interesting to see um you know to see that dynamic and you've you've heard all the stories about how grumpy you know those guys could be and, and it yes. was there it was on display but they still think they put on a really terrific show and in Very fact good. i don't know about you guys but me and my buddy when uh, they were doing love rain over me at the end where he comes in and hits that high note in the song we just looked at each other and our jaws just dropped it still has it 70 plus years old and he belts that thing out and it sounds just as good as it did on the record still has it in fact after we were after the concert we were like uh next time they come we're we're gonna go see him again like yeah. we i thoroughly enjoyed it it was a great experience i don't know what's your what's your opinion is this like i knocked this off the bucket list so i'm good um i think it'll it would be a case you know of what else is going on right around that time how what's your sure. price point that kind of there'll be some things but i would definitely would jump at the chance to see them again if they're coming around especially if they've yeah. changed up the playlist a little bit and, and include some different songs but you know you can't fault them they they know that tommy and and quadrophenia are very popular albums with their fan base and they they leaned heavily on those and i was fine with that because i do like those albums although i think i tend to like um i like instrumental jams as it is and so there's a lot of that from quadrophenia especially and yeah and uh yeah it was good i i had a great time at the show it met my expectations it it surpassed them in some ways and the orchestra was a a nice surprise for me and and i thought it was i thought it was just fantastic me too yep so two thumbs up from uh from both of us so go see go see the who (laughs) and and uh you know do what you do what you do do you know whatever your ritual is if you if you like to load up and listen to nothing but the who for two weeks before you go see them do that i mean i have bands that i i have done that for in this case you know i think as i get older i'm good with just like a day or two 
like a day yeah. or two of listening to in, in advance. And do you do you listen to them on the way home from the show? Do you do you go home in silence? You know, how do you treat the aftermath? Um, did we listen to any? I don't think we listened to anything. We just we just chatted the whole time. We did listen to stuff on the way there. Um, and it was more of a, yeah, they're not going to play that song. Um, yeah, they're not going to play that song. Um, cause I, we were listening to like a who playlist on Spotify and, mm-hmm. and he's like, Oh, are they going to play Boris? I'm like, yeah, you're not going to hear Boris. Um, he's like, Oh, squeeze bug. Yeah. You're not going to hear. Squeeze Probably bug. not that either. Yeah. 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 So, um, so that was more for, for Paul uh, that it was like a setting his expectations for what he's about to about to hear. But um, yeah, I typically, typically I will listen to the band on the way home and, and it's usually uh, I'll usually be that guy that's like, well, they didn't play this song. So now I want to hear it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Growing up where I did in central Ohio, we had a, uh, we had a radio station, FM station that for the local shows, as soon as they ended, yep, they would play all the songs in, yep. you know, in the, in the set list in the order. And that was cool. So we would usually listen to that on the way home. And, and since we now live in a, you know, modern technological times, you can easily go on set list FM and find the set list and build a playlist to listen to on the way home. And I have done that before too. And yeah. sometimes I just play stuff on random. forget to do this tell everybody where they can find you uh we're everywhere just go look for records revisited podcasts we're out there yeah they're on all the socials they're on all the podcast platforms yep um except so, today i wasn't i wasn't on the socials today yeah you have a social account you just didn't bother using it today. i just it was there was a lot of politically charged conversation today and i yes, try i try not to do that on our socials and i'm like you know what i'm just i'm bowing out for today because i feel like i'm gonna say some stuff that might might divide my listenership i don't i don't think so i don't think so i think most of my listenership is pretty is pretty right in line with how i view the world i might be wrong so but i just didn't yeah i i just didn't want to say some stuff that maybe will cause other people to yeah. don't want any don't want to make anybody alienated or uncomfortable no. and it's no because we're we've tried really hard to have our podcast and our socials as an escape 
mm-hmm. from all of the garbage and but it's hard you you know that it's it's hard not to have conversations with you know certain musicians who they have an agenda mm-hmm. <laughs> like they they want to talk about the world they yeah. want to talk about politics they want to talk about how much they hate god um or what or whatever the yeah. topic is yes i was so. pitched a uh, i was pitched a very famous um let's call him a guitar player okay. um that uh, i know would be um just a a, a travis shamockery of a show so i i opted not to go with him even though he's pretty famous yeah so i yeah. i get where you're coming from but it's it's it is it should be an escape. This is meant to be fun for everybody and yeah. bringing, bringing that outside stuff into this. It's just like, it's too much. There's, if you want to go talk about that stuff, there's plenty of places to go. There are a <laughs> lot of other podcasts that do that. We chose not to. Yeah. Sometimes the line is blurred, especially if we're talking about a particular song that is politically charged or there is a political um, commentary in there. We don't always, we're not always able to completely escape it because sometimes we're talking about that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, but sure. yeah, it's, it's fun. Yeah. Well, Ben Montgomery of Records Revisited Podcast. Thank you so much for coming back on the show and talking, uh, talking through our experiences uh, Thanks, together man. at the Who. It's been great. Yeah. And we'll, um, maybe we'll, uh, we'll go hang out at the Connells. That would be great. Can't okay. wait. All right, man. <laughs> Good talking with you. Good talking with you. We'll see you soon. Michael's Record Collection is hosted and produced by Michael Citro. Logo graphic courtesy of Jerry Cutchins. Follow Michael's Record Collection on social media, at Mike's Records on Twitter, and Michael's Record Collection on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. If you like what you hear, you can support the show through our Patreon, at patreon.com slash Michael's Record Collection. For the free newsletter version, go to substack.com and just type Michael's Record Collection into the search bar. Thanks for listening. <laughs>